0: hello everybody welcome to the daily sip my name is oliver and my mission is to make you excited about organic japanese green tea and today what we're gonna dive into is into the king of green tea or the so-called king of green tea and it is sencha sencha is the most spread green tea in japan it is said that around 80 percent of the whole japanese tea production is sencha and that this is also the most Famous and most spread, and the one I think we refer to the most when we talk about Japanese green tea. Often, when you talk to people about Japanese green tea, the one name they can cite you is Sencha. But Sencha, what actually or what it made, or what made it really, really famous is the invention of. The rolling technique some of you might know when the monks in the 88th century, they brought tea from China to Japan. They brought it and there, they always stone grounded the so-called matcha. Or nowadays we call this matcha then by back then they called it green tea powder. And this was actually the original form of Japanese green tea. And that's how it was consumed until the 18th century when uh, actually the kind of a rolling method method was invented and this rolling method actually what it does is that it brings out much more of the nutrients as when you roll the tea plants then the tea cells they break and like this you get much more flavor but also much more kind of the good things of the green tea actually in your tea and this was actually innovated by Nagatani so Soen, Nakatani Soen was um, actually a monk and he then spread this technique all over Japan And this is also become known or also uh, people talk about it as the Uji method or Uji rolling method. So this is actually how the tea or the kind of the tea rolling was invented. And when this came into vogue and when people also started to drink more and more green tea, then Sencha really kind of... um, Get, got into the hearts of the Japanese people and then really brought them to drink more and more leaf tea and then mat- matcha Now, how we call it nowadays has been a little bit um, pushed back until 1.3% so matcha which is one of the most famous in the western world only around 1.3% of the whole tea production in Japan is matcha it's getting bigger nowadays but um, it is still on a very very small level and then really everybody since this rolling met- method was innovated was in the market and were gave the tea or the leaf tea absolutely a new aspect to drinking took Japan by storm and now over 80 fi- uh, 95% of the whole tea is drunk in leaf form and um, 80% or nearly uh, kind of uh, you could say out of this bulk nearly all of the tea is drank in the form of Sencha. So Sencha the tea which is actually the most uh, drunk by uh, Japanese people but within Sencha you've definitely some differences. And also when we compare it to other teas there, you can say that um, Sencha is actually the one which has the most catechins so it's a little bit also the most bitter tea and sometimes when people refer also to japanese tea, they say it's a little bit too bitter this is also coming from the fact that in japan the steeping or the steaming method after the harvest there what they used is a steam bath and this keeps the tea at a very similar or quite a close level of of its original state and then the tea is actually consumed and the tea is actually then um it tastes wise also quite bitter there are some techniques which bring a little bit down the bitterness but in general it is it is said that the sencha itself has the highest catechins so it's also the most bitter tea and the most famous catechins maybe maybe you have heard of it is the egcg And this is actually most of the catechins and also EGCG, which is the strongest, or it is said to be the most potent of all of the different catechins in terms of detoxification. Also often matcha is referred, or when you talk about matcha, EGCG is something, or is this polyphenol, how it it also, the subgroup is called, Um, then uh, this one here is also referred to the antioxidant kind of virtues of the tea and Sencha actually has the highest level of these. When we compare, for example, when we have a Sencha, we talk about 13% of polyphenols. Meanwhile, for example, a Gyokuro, which is a long shaded tea, has a lot of L-theanine, is very sweet, but uh, the EGCG or the catechin levels is lower. So it is said that actually in terms of detox, a Sencha can be a little bit better than a Gyokoro. The differences are not big, but they are there. Good. So what does this actually, do, the or what do the catechins do? So what they do is actually that they liberate your body from the free radicals. Free radicals can damage your cells. It can um, also make you, uh, grow kind of get all the fast visually <laughs> Let's say like this. So um, it is a very good detoxifying and also liberating kind of um, um, Cleansing effect which the green tea has and Sencha then due to the to the situation that it is the highest in catechins Definitely brings the most of this effect with it So if you're looking for a purely detoxifying uh, tea, then definitely you could go for Essentia and what is also said is actually that the later harvests they have also a very high level of uh, antioxidants so it's even a little bit higher than the first harvest but often the higher you go the more bitter the tea becomes and it is not so much fun at least for me to drink the later harvests and not to mix them with the first harvest, which is also a lot of sweetness, a lot of taste complexity with it. But if you're looking for this pure detoxifying, then maybe go for a later harvest or the so-called Benifuki. But we want to con- concentrate ourselves tonight a little bit on the more enjoyable scents, which have still a very nice taste, but still show a little bit already of this slightly astringent or more citrusy notes. So to kind of, get a feeling of what is actually available when we talk about the first harvest when you talk a little bit about the sweet variant still between the different teas there are quite some differences so shincha is actually the first harvest of the year so um, when we talk about shincha, it is really a tea which often is cultivated with cultivars with early harvested cultivars and these, for example, here in this one here, um, we have a Kurasawa, Asatsuyu, which is also quite, uh, quite known. And it doesn't look very different of a normal Sencha, but it's just that this tea is a little bit uh, earlier in the harvest. And it is defined due to the fact that you have just early budding cultivars, so teas which are growing faster. When we go to the Yabukita, here I brought um, two different uh, Sencha. So one is a Yabukita, one is a mix of Yabukita, Okumidori and Samidori. And the difference of these two tees here is actually that here we got an unshaded Sencha. You can already see the the, the Shincha was slightly shaded, so you can already see it's a very, very slight difference. Nearly not possible with the eye. But you see that this one here is a little bit darker, more darker green. This one goes a little bit more nearly into the brownish section. And with this one here, I have on now in my right hand. So this one here from your side on the left is actually the one um, which this one here, which is a shaded sunshine. You can see also here different. So they're here a little bit more brown and here a little bit darker. So it's quite hard to spot the difference but there's still slight a slight color difference in between uh, the two different teas and um, I want to do today what I want to dive into today is actually the tea which is shaded and the tea which is unshaded and see a little bit what is the actual taste difference of these two teas. So for that, I will take this. So I put the Shincha aside. Shincha, I'll definitely do also video about it, but for today, I want to compare just two Senchas, one shaded for one week and one is the non-shaded. And I'm going to brew them both for one minute and then we're going to compare these two teas. Good. We're going to leave them in. I made now water 65 degrees. If you want to push a little bit the stringency of the teas, you can definitely do that here, 65 degrees. So we're talking about 150 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. And um, if you want to push a little bit more the stringency, you can even go up to 176. Often Japanese people tend to drink the Sencha at 176 uh, degree Fahrenheit. So 80 degrees Celsius for the Europeans. Um, so and this pushes then a little bit the different nodes also of the of, of the sencha and Japanese or some farmers um, uh, we visited and Mr. Yabuzaki who was explaining us a little bit about the different color uh, temperatures uh, or the temperatures of the tea there he said that often Japanese people they like actually to push a little bit also the stringent side the, the, the stringent note of the tea just to get this kind of healthy kick out of the tea as well so that's why some Japanese they definitely tend to brew the tea a little bit hotter just to get a little bit this astringent um, kick out of the tea but here we don't look too much for the stringency but we're gonna definitely compare these two and we're just gonna pour them at the same time. And have a look. So you could already seen the color before of the leaves. So here we have the unshaded Sancha. Here we have the shaded Sancha and you see that the liquor here is a slightly more bright. So a little bit brighter. And a little bit less kind of this dark golden here we have a dark golden here we have a bright golden nearly a little bit of, of green inside um, as a color but still they are very very close as you could see it before with the leaves there was not a big difference there is a small one but it is not too much visible so let's see on the smell side so here i got quite some good umami so a little bit of a sweet corn savory side Gets a little bit of a citrusy note. I definitely have some astringency already coming from the leaves. Let's smell this one here. Mmm, very strong on the sweet side, fruity side. Mm. Okay, I have a sweet, fruity, a little bit of savory, a little bit of sweet corn. I have none of the citrusy flavor profile a little bit of a freshness, maybe of a little bit of let's say like baby spinach or spinachy, but definitely not going into the citrusy side now now I'm curious let's see, so let's try this one here mm-hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm definitely more dry there's a little bit of a citrusy notes but still with the low temperature I could keep back a little bit the stringency but it's definitely already noticeable Mm Yeah, definitely already a small, astringent side to it, but it's quite refreshing. It's a little bit of a citrusy note, but there's also a dryness with the tea, so a little bit of a, of a dry mouthfeel coming with it, really showing more of the catechins. It's quite strong in catechins. I really you have it a little bit when you get a, just a slight dry mouthfeel, then you know the feel kind of the tea is nicely filled with catechins. Now let's try the shaded one. Mm-hmm, mm. Complete different story. Here we have a lot of sweetness. We have kind of a nearly a sugary notes to it. We've got some nice sweet corn mm. I got a lot of flower tones, I get a little bit of sunflower seeds, but really sweet. And nearly when you eat an almond almondy, also a little bit of a nutty flavor, but not too strong, the nutty, but when you eat an almond, then you get a kind of this sweet note with the almond. And this is actually what I get a lot with this tea here. So complete different story. So what you can see is really that when we go a little bit more into the unshaded territory, we definitely have more the citrusy, a little bit more of a dry mouth feel, a little bit more of a refreshing tone. So this tea is definitely more refreshing, and there's a little bit this dryness, citrus notes, which are swing with this tea. Hmm. And here, definitely much more flour, much more sweet, nutty, a little bit of fruitiness. So, much, much stronger on the sweet side. So, now I want to give it a second brewing. Let's see, just a s- to see how the tea evolves. Put the next brewing. You can take it directly. Good. Now we can see the the kind of color difference is quite strong in the second brewing. Now let's see. Mm -hmm. So I got more. So now in the second brewing definitely becoming a very bitter tea. So the unshaded one really shows now this dry mouthfeel citrusy notes and going off quite strongly in the stringent note. It's not unbearable. It's not kind of kind of pushing me back and enjoying this tea, but it's just a quite an astringent flavor profile, which you then have to accept when you have unshaded tea. So definitely here in the second brewing, we've become much stronger on the astringent side. Let's see the second brewing of this one here. Mm. Still very fruity. Mm. This is kind of these yellow sweet corn notes, sweet, sweet corn notes is the fruitiness, the floweriness So still in the second brewing. This tea is still very, very strong in this kind of a more sweeter and floral fruity notes. So, also for throughout the second one, no astringency here, while this one here drifts off definitely in the astringency. So, um, a very, very big difference of shaded and unshaded tea. So, here the unshaded, citrusy, fresh, astringent, and here we really stay in the sweetness, smoothness. And you can see how kind of this regulation of the catechins and the push also of the theanine, the theanine, which rounds the, roundens the tea, gives the tea more sweetness, definitely um, gives also the taste much more of a kind of a fruity and a sweet side. Meanwhile, where there's much less theanine there, you have definitely the rain of the catechins or the more bitter particles. So this is very personal. Sometimes you might even like, some days you might even like this little bit of refreshing push of a non-shaded tea, which has a little bit more astringent side. And sometimes you just want the smoothness of a shaded and a beautifully shaded tea. And then this one here, you should definitely try out. Here, one week shaded, zero days shaded. So this is the main difference of these two teas. And uh, maybe just try it a little bit for yourself and see what is actually the tea type you personally like what is actually um, what you are looking for in Essentia if you don't already know and if you already know if you want to have more sweetness flowery fruitiness then go for shaded teas and if you want to have a little bit more this uh, refreshing astringent side then the unshaded is definitely your cup of tea Good. This was this. A little little introduction into Sencha. I hope I could clarify it a little bit to you. I could explain a little bit around Sencha and also explain to you what the difference is of the unshaded versus the shaded Sencha. So I wish you a great day and I guess I'll see you tomorrow and if not, maybe the day after tomorrow. Thanks a lot for watching and see you and bye bye.